right, glad you're with us. Yes, incredibly troubling, insane, unpredictable times we live in. Glad you're on board. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. This is not good. Political discourse, lack of it, has apparently become so caustic in the U.S. that 67% of those people surveyed in a poll released by Georgetown University's Institute of Politics and Public Service as part of their battleground poll civility survey. That's like 70% of Americans. This is pretty bad now. Uh, But anyway, they believe that the civil war is imminent. Not sure what that means. But anyway, they put all of this together. Democrats dislike Trump. And that dislike is getting more crazy every day. Uh, The poll shows that Republicans show a similar dislike for this crop of leftist Democratic candidates vying for their party's presidential nomination. Although Trump's approval rating has never been extraordinary in September, it was higher than predecessor Barack Obama's numbers at the same stage of his first term. By the way, none of these numbers really mean anything. I just got to tell you that they don't. Anyway, the survey revealed the strange dichotomy in the current American political psyche. And 87 percent of respondents say they are repelled by the lack of civility in the political sphere. And 84 percent said that they were tired of leaders compromising my values and my ideals. I don't you know, there's certain things in life. I guess the term is irreconcilable differences. There's, there's there just is a certain fundamental truth that you have to accept sometimes in life. And I'll tell you what the main one is, is I if, if you are a conservative that believes in limited government, greater freedoms for the American people. If you believe in low taxes, if you believe in secure borders, if you believe in originalist justices, constitutional justices, if you believe in ending burdensome regulation, if you believe we should be energy independent. If you believe in free trade, but trade that needs to be fair. If you believe on the issue of foreign intervention, that we're better off being energy independent. And yeah, we always have a role to play in the world in terms of peace and sanity and stability. That's all true. But I got to tell you, it's I don't know how you reconcile. Well, we only do half a green deal, new green, only do a half a new green deal. That's not going to work. You know what? We're going to cut cars in half and we'll say, all right, half can be a combustion engine. The other half has to be run on electric. We can't have any oil or gas, period. We're going to get rid of cows also. And we're going to spend 94 trillion. And Bernie's going to take, again, the richest Americans, he's going to take 97.5% of their wealth. We'll have a 90% top corporate rate. No corporation's ever going to invest in America. We're going to come down with these insane environmental regulations that will drive every business out of business. How do you reconcile these differences? You're going to build the wall. No, let's take the wall down. So I guess part of it is you got half the country believing in the more in more freedom and more liberty. And then you've got politicians now that are trying to sell us socialism. But look, the the added intensity and the insanity, I mean, that is happening here. Democrats have done nothing for you, we, the American people now for three straight years. All they have done is accelerate this psychosis, this rage, this madness against Donald Trump and all things Donald Trump. 
American people knew Donald Trump was a disruptor. They knew he was outside of the swamp. He promised he's going to go in and clean up the swamp. They knew he was controversial. You know, Access Hollywood was two weeks before. The American people read it, understood it, and said, we need change desperately. The country was in dire straits at the time. You know, 13 million more Americans, food stamps, 8 million more in poverty. You know my statistics. And now we watch, you know, two years of never-ending impeachment, 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 collusion, collusion, Russia, 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 Russia. All right, now it's, it's like the day after. And now it's, oh, we're going to impeach him over Ukraine. And they didn't, and the day before they're announcing they're going to do this. Well, we're not sure what the whistleblower says, but we're going to, we're going to start an impeachment inquiry anyway. I mean, right after the Mueller report, they were looking for an impeachment inquiry into obstruction of justice. That fell apart. And then they're looking for an impeachment inquiry on getting a hold of his tax returns. Then they're looking for an, the emoluments clause. Then they want the impeachment on Ukraine. Oh, we got him on Ukraine, except the Ukraine thing is not working out behind closed doors, which is why they want it behind closed doors. The Democrats are getting destroyed by witness after witness after witness. Even the one that they thought was such a good witness yesterday, William Taylor, their star witness, apparently within 90 seconds, I hear it took John Ratcliffe to took him down and just debunked everything that this guy said. There's a Breitbart piece out today that the headline is a little damning. Who is William Taylor? Impeachment star witness has long relationship with Burisma back think tank. Oh, okay. Then you got the guy running the impeachment, the cowardly, corrupt Adam Schiff. Remember, he's been running around for years telling us he has all the evidence of Trump-Russia collusion. Lying to the American people for all of these years, he's running it. And he got caught lying about contact with the whistleblower. And his office was in contact with the whistleblower. Well, did his office recommend an attorney and a strategy? And did they say to go to the IG? Did anybody help write this thing? Did he send his staffers to Ukraine on behalf of the non-whistleblower whistleblower? Hearsay whistleblower. And this is where they're taking the country. And then it gets worse. Now, thankfully, yesterday we had a group of Republicans finally said enough of this behind closed door, smoke filled room nonsense. And we're going to we are going into the room. I mean, now Republicans get that they can't even look at a transcript without one of Schiff's minders. They can't take a copy of the transcript because they don't want the truth out. So I guess, you know, the only thing you can bring out with you is what you can remember in a long transcript. That's how sick it is. Now, just to show you what a bunch of phony hypocrites they are. You listen to the Democrats saying they want transparency. We want the full Mueller report, a full report, unredacted report. It's democracy's in jeopardy if we don't get the full report. They got the full report and they got Mueller and it went nowhere. Well, now they just move on to the next way to divide the country. Let's look. This is them saying they want transparency. The people that are running these smoke filled rooms behind closed doors, Soviet Venezuela, Cuba style secret in, uh, you know, impeachment coup attempt. Yeah, they all were for transparency when it came to the Mueller report. Listen. 
We don't need any more summaries. We don't any more, need any more spin. We just need to see the words of the report. We need to see the work of the special counsel, period. Here's what's important, is that the public sees the report contemporaneously with the president. He should not be allowed to edit. He should not be allowed to restrict or sanitize. The Mueller report should indeed be made public. We need to see every bit of these underlying uh, documents and the full Mueller report. We need every word of it to be a functioning democracy. The attorney general's comments make it clear that Congress must step in to get the truth and provide full transparency to the American people. We will ask the attorney general to testify before the House Judiciary Committee. We will demand the release of the full report. Yeah, that's that's Gerald Nadler, who didn't want the star report released. It just it, it it's breathtaking their double standard their hypocrisy. So Republicans, I'm glad to see getting in the fight. They tried to censure. They had full every single Republican there voted for it. And you got the cowardly, corrupt, lying Adam Schiff. He continues his secret impeachment hearings. And I'm going to tell you something. Let's say, and I I can't say for sure what's going to happen. But let's just say these idiots go forward with this dumb idea of impeaching the president. Okay, you go right ahead. You impeach him. He's not going to get convicted. I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. Because the American people have seen and watched three years of your lies, your hoax, your conspiracy theory, your propaganda, your smearing, your slander, your libel, your misinformation. They have watched for three long years. And they're going to compare that to Donald Trump checking off promise after promise, tax cuts, check, largest in history. Oh, originalist, Supreme Court, check, check. From the list he told us he would choose from energy independence. First time, 75 years. Check the biggest decline in burdensome regulations for business in the history of the country. Check. He even figured out how to get the border wall money. Check. He's got trade deals now. Well, half a deal with China. It's still got to be finished, but it's helping farmers in Wisconsin and, and across, you know, the middle of the country already. And manufacturers as well. And hopefully he gets more. And the more he gets, the better it is for our manufacturers. Check that one off. New trade deal Japan. Check that off. Canada, Mexico. Check, check. Western European allies. Check. He ended the caliphate in Syria. Check. He's pulling the troops out, but he has a presence there. He's already proven he'll do what he has to do. And the way he beat the caliphate was doing the opposite of what Biden Obama did. Yeah, what they did was, oh, we'll draw a red line in the sand and not do a thing. Our words mean nothing. You know, go back to the beginning of this. Uh, tell Vladimir I'll have more flexibility over the election. Can we release those transcripts? Can we release the transcripts of Sleepy Creepy Joe 30330 after, you know, he was working hard both before and after to get the, the firing of a Ukrainian prosecutor because his son was on tape and he experienced in Ukraine? No. Any experience in gas, energy, or oil? No. Why do you think they gave you the job? You think it has to do with your last name? Probably. Oh, is that not buying influence and favor? There's no outrage from anybody in the media. That's a conspiracy theory. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. It happened. And the same thing happened with China. You don't hear anybody. I mean, this kangaroo court you know, the lies that are being told every day, the secrecy. I wouldn't even expect this in the Soviet Union today. I, I, I mean, this is like, wow, I, I, how does this happen in this country? 
How does it happen? Biggest liar, the most corrupt congressman in Washington is the cowardly, corrupt Adam Schiff. And he wants to hold his secret, you know, impeachment hearings. Uh, And of course, they're doing it without any rights or considerations for the president. Now, Newt Gingrich did all the things we've been telling you he did for Bill Clinton. Actually had a full house vote authorizing the impeachment inquiry. They had that. They had the full house uh, literally in each step of the inquiry involved, defining the scope of what they're investigating and establishing rules and procedures. So it can't just be a, a witch hunt. Oh, let's try this one. Let's try this one. Let's try this impeachment. Peach here, impeach there, impeach everywhere. Co-equal powers to the chair and ranking member in terms of subpoenas and the subpoenas subject to a vote by the full committee at the request of the ranking member or the chair. Where's the president's counsel? Why aren't they allowed to attend all hearings and depositions like Bill Clinton's lawyers were, you know, why not provide the president's counsel the right to present their evidence against this nonsense or the president's counsel, the right to object to admitting certain evidence that shouldn't be worthy of being brought in or the president's counsel, the right to cross examine or to recommend their own witness list. None of that's happening. It's illegitimate, has been, continues to be. That's why I think Senator Lindsey Graham's letter is so important. Every American should be disturbed by what's taking place in the House of Representatives regarding the attempt to impeach President Trump. One cornerstone of America's jurisprudence is due process, the right to confront your accuser, call witnesses on your behalf, challenge the accusers against you. Well, now they can't have a whistleblower, non-whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower. You know why? Because the chairman is compromised because he's caught in another lie and he had a relationship with the and his or his staff had a relationship. His office had a relationship with the non whistleblower whistleblower. That whistleblower can't be called now. That's what started this whole thing. No wonder they want it behind closed doors. This is not America's jurisprudence. This is not constitutional. And the Senate just ought to dismiss it in three seconds and say, nice try. You're wasting the country's time. You're dividing the country. Lindsey Graham is uh, holding a press conference. He's tearing it up, going through what his letter's been about. Every American should be disturbed by what is taking place in the House of Representatives regarding the attempt to impeach President Trump. One of the cornerstones of America jurisprudence is due process, the right to confront your accuser, call witnesses on your behalf, challenge the accusations against you. None of this is occurring in the House. He noted that during the impeachment inquiry of Clinton, where the Democrats were the minority in the House of Representatives, the minority had the ability to subpoena witnesses, subpoena documents on President Clinton's behalf. And then President Clinton's lawyers were also able to participate in examining witnesses, subpoena, putting out subpoenas for documents, introducing, objecting to evidence and otherwise defending then President Clinton against accusations made against him. The House also refuses to open up a formal inquiry of impeachment because they know to do so would empower the Republican minority to attack the heart of these accusations. That's exactly what's going on. And then he concluded, it is imperative the president be able to confront his accuser. By the way, you know why you can't bring the accuser in? Because the chairman running this circus, the cowardly corrupt Schiff, although he'd have to, he'd be exposed as having inappropriate contact and lying about it. Anyway, and have a basic understanding of the accusations against him that would form a basis for impeachment. 
Now, if they don't fix this, he's also right. It should be dismissed outright because this inquiry is illegitimate and unconstitutional. We'll continue. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Lindsey Graham finishing his press conference. Everything he pretty much put in his resolution. I think the Senate should vote on this myself uh, because they need to put these people on notice. And he introduced a resolution condemning the House of Representatives closed door. I'll add the word Soviet style, Cuba style, Venezuelan style impeachment uh, coup attempt, which is what this now is devolved into. Have a full vote like they did for the Clinton impeachment. You know, if you're going to do what if you, you want to go down this road, get it out from behind closed doors because nothing good is happening behind closed doors. And the selective leaking by the cowardly Schiff, the corrupt Schiff himself, does, doesn't cut it. Why? So they can build as big a, a, a momentum as possible for impeachment before they actually have an impeachment inquiry. It's, it's, it's so corrupt. It's unbelievable. By the way, this is interesting. We have a German news service. It was on Daily Caller. I saw they linked to this article that Democrats are busy spending every second, every minute, every hour of every day hating Donald Trump and trying to overthrow the president and undo an, a, an election and try and damage him up for the next election. But, you know, thanks to the uh, Trump doctrine, which is, uh, yeah, we don't need boots on the ground. We can win economically through sanctions. And when we do need to go in, it's going to be without handcuffs on and rules of engagement. We're going to use overwhelming force. And if we do take on, for example, the ISIS caliphate in Syria, we're going to bomb the crap out of them and and drive them into the ground into oblivion. Yeah, that kind of worked in Syria. Amazing. Once you take the handcuffs off your military, what you can accomplish. Uh, but anyway, look, the American people, I said this, America does not have the stomach for these old style wars anymore. And that's why I'm all for the next generation of weaponry, because you can't keep sending kids to war, risking their lives, our national treasure. They go fight the war. Then it gets politicized by these idiots in the sewer in Washington. And then they say, never mind. And now it's a big political fight. And then they start drawing down. Then they don't finish the job. And we're back there again in 20 years. And the only way we're going to be able to fix that is to develop that next generation of weaponry, offensive, defensive, where we're able to take out anybody, any place, anywhere at any time when we push a button. And you'll say, well, OK, well, what happens if they do it to us? Well, we better protect ourselves and create the best defensive weapons, i.e. the Iron Dome on human growth hormone and, and steroids. Uh, but we now see that, you know, the president his economic sanctions with China clearly has been working at a 27 year low in terms of the growth of their economy. Look at Iran. The same thing is happening there. This article pointed out after two years of successive uh, contraction, recent reports on the economy in Iran looks awful. Economic indicators for the mullahs in Iran released by the International Monetary Fund and World Bank show the impact these sanctions have had on the country's oil fueled economy. And in its World Economic Outlook report published in October, the IMF said Iran's economy would contract 9.5% this year. Now, the number makes 2019 one of the worst for years for Iran's economy since 1984. Only Libya, 19% of GDP contraction, and Venezuela, 
are expected to perform worse economically at the end of this year, by the end of this year. What does that mean? The Trump doctrine is working. Now you can see that the mullahs are getting upset just by their actions. By the way, did you guys, are you following at all this story about this congresswoman? Her name is Katie Hill. And I bring this story up. Apparently she admitted to having, she's a Democrat. And I don't know, did you see the Daily Mail piece, Linda, about this? She admitted to having an inappropriate relationship with a campaign aide as she faces, I guess, a House investigation over allegations of being sexually involved with a congressional staffer. And Hill said in a letter to constituents that she said she hopes she can put to rest some of the gossip innuendo lies, adding that the that she engaged in the relationship, despite her better judgment, with a female campaign ad. I'm sorry, aide. And during the final tumultuous years of my abusive marriage, I became involved in a relationship with someone on my campaign. I know that even a consensual relationship with a subordinate is inappropriate. Here's the question. What would happen if this was a man? You know, you, what if it was a Republican? What do you think would be happening in the news now? I mean, there's, I guess apparently the Daily Mail is, uh, you know, all these naked pictures. It's not, you know, it's too salacious. I don't really care about her personal life. I'm just talking about the double standard. I care more about the fact that she's on House Oversight Committee. So you're on a committee that is supposed to be looking at things and assessing whether or not people are behaving in a manner that you is. You sound really good, by the way. I'm glad to I'm listen. Glad you're welcome. Okay. Now you're giving us the Demi Moore treatment. That's today. what I'm here for. You know? <laughs> yeah. I like to mix up. I don't want you to. I guess think, she, there were pictures of her naked brushing this young woman's hair who apparently she worked for. Um, well, the girl what, was an intern and started to work there. But the problem, most of the girl was 24 years old, though. Right. Correct. But right, the bottom line is. That, well, she's an, wait, she's an adult. She's not a kid. And that's one thing that you got to point out if you're going to be fair. Well, it was but not I, just her. It was her. It was her husband. They were all together. They were in a thing called a thruple which is when there's three people in a relationship. So she's oh. doing all these things. They what is it called again? A thruple. Okay. A, instead of a couple, you got a thruple, three people. Right. But you answer, but the, answer this, answer this simple question. What would, what would the coverage be if it was a Republican? Forget about it. This what was, would CNN, this was fake news, CNN, be over. if any Republican, I mean, that's the whole thing. The double standard, just everything's a double standard today. And that's where we that, this is what we now find us in the middle of in this country. And then, you know, all right, I read the poll earlier, you know, 70 percent of Americans believe civil war is imminent. I don't think a civil war is imminent. I think that there's a divide. These are it's like an irreconcilable divide in terms of which direction to take the country. I mean, I don't know if you want to have top marginal rates of 70 percent. For individuals and 90 percent for corporations and you really passionately believe or you want the agenda of which I think it's more about. I don't think it has anything to do with the environment. The new Green Deal is about socialism. Even Ocasio-Cortez's chief of staff stated as much. Oh, this is never about the environment at all. This is about advancing an agenda. Ocasio-Cortez herself, he's a, we want to tell business how to run business. They they want control. And if they get control. Medicare for all, no private health insurance. It's going to be a disaster. By the way, we can't afford it. Even the starting costs are a disaster. Then you can add to that the new Green Deal, $94 trillion. Okay, who's going to pay for that? We only take in $4 trillion a year. 
I mean, the entire budget would be taken up just by the estimates for Medicare for all. Well, everything's going to be free, guaranteed jobs, vacations, healthy food, pre-care, pre-K, daycare, college. Everything's free, 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 free. And then we'll get rid of the lifeblood of our economy in the process. That is on the other side is if they're successful in destroying Donald Trump. Again, there's nothing in the president's call at all. He released it like 60 people on the call. Wonder if that means anytime I've talked to him, if he if it's being recorded, that's not going to bode well for me. Good grief! I assume everything is being recorded. Yeah, it's true. As a result, I say the most ridiculous things possible. So at least when the agents are listening, they have something yeah. really interesting to report. Sometimes, sometimes I've gotten so so paranoid, you just start talking to them. By the way, for those of you listening on the other end that shouldn't be listening, hello. Oh yeah, totally. Hope you're having, hope you're having a good day. I mean, I'll literally say the most ridiculous stuff. And I was talking last night when we were on our trip back from California to somebody there. And I was saying something about hotels and you know, traveling one place to the other. And they were like, oh, yeah, I just assume all the rooms are videotaped. Right. So I make sure I'm, I'm going to give you doctor's orders here. I, a little bit of tea, lemon and don't talk for like the rest of the week because your voice sounds really your, your vocal cords are very inflamed. And so Thank we you, appreciate Hannity. your comments. There all you right go. Then. But. You know what? You got to understand what this is about here. This is all about power. If you value our constitutional republic, if you if you value the America you grew up in, if you value freedom, capitalism, free markets, if you value equal justice, constitutional protections, uh the right against unreasonable search and seizure. All of this is hanging in the balance. And, you know, I know we're all ready to pull out our hair. When are we getting the IG report? So sick of waiting for the IG report. Now the Durham report. I mean, it's, it's very hard. But the what, what we're battling over here matters. They don't want transparency. They want to do it behind closed doors because they don't want to afford due process. Because what's happening behind closed doors does not fit their narrative. And their hope is, is that they can selectively leak whatever they think benefits their side only. I mean, now we won't even let Republican lawmakers on the committee. They can't get their own transcripts of these own hearings that are taking place unless they have one of Adam, the cowardly corrupt shifts minders. You know, what happened to the big whistleblower part of this? Well, the whistleblower can't be talked to at this point because the whistleblower is going to implicate Schiff's office. How much information did Schiff and his team offer the so-called whistleblower, the non-whistleblower, because it was all hearsay whistleblowing? You know, you have th- this this corruption can't stand. Finally, yesterday, Matt Gates and company, they, they went in and said, enough of this. But if the American people are going to know the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, there's nothing here. This is a this is an exercise in madness by people that cannot accept the results of an election. They've got another shot in about a year. November 3rd, 2020, they get they're going to get their next shot. But I hope people like Matt Gates go out there and continue to do what they're doing because, you know what, finally people are beginning to wise up a little bit here and realize how unjust this is, how unfair this is, the fundamental unfairness of it all. 
said this a minute, million times. Adam Schiff is a liar. He's lied to the country for three straight years. And he's corrupt also. How is he corrupt? Because we know he makes things up. How is it that he lied about contact with the non-whistleblower whistleblower? He lied when he said the evidence of collusion, Trump-Russia collusion is in plain sight. He lied about already, that. There is already, in my view, ample evidence in the public domain on the issue of collusion. If you're willing to see it, uh, if you want to blind yourself, then you can look the other way. I can certainly say with confidence that there is significant evidence of collusion uh, between the campaign and Russia. I've been very clear over the last uh, year, year and a half, uh, that there is ample evidence of collusion in plain sight. Uh, now, bear in mind that meeting at Trump Tower, which takes place after the campaign is alerted that the Russians have these emails. Don Jr. is told, hey, at the highest levels, ultra-sensitive, we have information in Incriminated by Hillary Clinton as part of the Russian government effort. All right, just a sampling of his lies. He promised something that was never going to happen. Lying when he said the evidence is in plain sight. Lying about not having contact with this fake non-whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower. Lying about the transcript of Trump's call. He just made it up. He lies over and over again. There's no quid pro quo in the call. You know what I hear? When I I read that transcript, I hear a president trying to get to the bottom of election interference in 2016, which all these hypocrites said that we needed to get to the bottom of. Except this time, the Ukraine was helping Hillary and Politico wrote about it. And you're telling me that it's okay that the second highest, most powerful person in this country, Joe Biden, is going to use our taxpayer dollars and 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 shake down the country of Ukraine and threaten to take that money back appropriated by Congress so that a a prosecutor in Ukraine gets fired. And then we find out, oh, his 49-year-old son, well, he had no experience in energy, gas, oil, or Ukraine, was getting paid millions, and that prosecutor was investigating his son. That's just a conspiracy theory, they say. No, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just the facts as we currently know them. I've said this. This cannot stand and this country survive. It's that serious. Now, maybe they're not going to go through with it, but it seems to me they jumped out of the plane. I don't know. After you jump out of the plane and you're a thousand feet below the plane, I'm not sure how you put the genie back in the bottle. I can't exactly defy gravity and. And work your way back up into the cockpit or into the passenger area. And we're still waiting for the IG report and the Durham report. I am just telling you at the end of the day here, when we get to the bottom of this, everything we told you about FISA abuse is is true. Hillary's rigged investigation is true. Everything we've been telling you about spying on the Trump campaign is true. How they lied to four separate FISA courts. They knew they were lying. They'd all been warned ahead of time. And that outsourcing of intelligence gathering to circumvent laws, that's also true. And this is just the latest insurance policy. I thought we were done with the insurance policies. Operation Crossfire Hurricane was supposed to end the insurance policies. It's really unbelievable. And if the American people don't stop this, at the end of the day, the only good news is in a year, you get to be the final arbiter. That's the only thing that gives me the most hope. 
All right, glad you're with us. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Now, three of the House Republicans that marched into the corrupt, cowardly shifts, uh, Soviet-style secret impeachment coup hearing uh, yesterday are going to join us uh, at the bottom of the hour. Bill O'Reilly at the top of the next hour. Um, one of the things that's interesting, if you look at the cowardly shift, remember he was beginning. Remember the first day, this was all about a quid pro quo. There's no quid pro quo in there at all. Zero quid pro quo. But he was first insisting that the non-whistleblower, whistleblower who had hearsay evidence whistleblowing uh, be testifying before the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. Well, then we find out that he was lying on television when he said, oh, have you had contact with the whistleblower? No, but I'd like to. Well, his office did have contact with the whistleblower. Now Schiff, he, he doesn't want to talk to the whistleblower. Now he's now Schiff, the cowardly corrupt shift is now trying to prevent the testimony of the whistleblower. Well, we never needed it to begin with when you got the transcript. And I don't think anybody expected the president would release the transcript. And by the way, nor should he nor should any president be put in a position to have to release these transcripts. I wonder if anyone will ask Biden if we can get the transcripts of any phone calls that he had with Ukraine after he took over Ukraine. And after the New York Times told him that this prosecutor Shokin was investigating his son. Were there phone calls to the Ukraine after that? I'd like to. How about how about transcripts of President Obama after he said to Medvedev, tell Vladimir more flexibility after the election. All right. After the election, can we get the transcripts of the conversations with Putin and Obama? I mean, we two can play this game. Never before has a president in the history of this country been spied on to the extent this president is releasing private conversations with the prime minister of Australia and the president of Mexico. Anyway, Schiff had announced on September 24th, the whistleblower agreed to speak with the committees. And two days later, as the Federalist points out, Schiff uh, peppered Joseph McGuire, the director of national intelligence, about the need to hear from the whistleblower. Adam Schiff, director, do I have your assurance that once you work out the clarity, the security clearances, for the whistleblower's counsel that the whistleblower will be able to relate the full facts within his knowledge that concern wrongdoing by the president or anyone else, that he or she will not be inhibited in what they can tell our committee, that there will not be some minder from the White House. Speaking of minders, the only ones getting minded are Republicans that want to look at transcripts. You have Adam, the corrupt shifts, minions sending his staff over to just look at transcripts. Never mind, give them the copies that they deserve. This whole process stinks to high heaven with corruption. Anyway, so he was demanding that, in other words, that the full facts within the, his knowledge that have concerned wrongdoing by the president or anyone else, that he or she will not be inhibited by what they tell our committee, that there will be not be some minder from the White House or elsewhere sitting next to them telling them what they can answer and not answer. Do I have your assurance that the whistleblower will be able to testify fully, freely, and enjoy the protections of the law? We need to speak with the whistleblower. Adam Schiff said that. On September 29th, Schiff talked about the whistleblower coming in without a minder from the Justice Department or the White House to tell the whistleblower what they can or cannot say. We'll get unfiltered testimony of that whistleblower. 
Then all of a sudden it broke the news that the whistleblower, non-whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower had come to Schiff's staff before the filing. Oh, and Schiff then stopped demanding the testimony of the hearsay whistleblower, non-whistleblower. No, no, no longer needed. Because Republicans might be able to ask the whistleblower, when did you first have contact with Schiff in his office? And uh, at what, what were their recommendations, if any, to you? And did they recommend a lawyer? Did they recommend you go to the inspector general? Did they recommend or have any say in what it is that you said? That'd be interesting. Now, I think the whistleblower, non-whistleblower does need to be interviewed. Anyway, Sean Davis, co-founder of The Federalist. And by the way, I think he's the one that wrote this. Uh, Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst. His brand new book is out. Another New York Times huge bestseller, Witch Hunt. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll start with you, Adam. I mean, that's such a good point in your column. Well, thank you. Um, Sean Davis. I'm sorry, Sean Davis. I'm Sean. I forgot your name, Sean. Sorry about that. I was trying to be polite there, not butt in. Um, yeah, it, it's fascinating watching how the Democrats are doing this, because I don't think I've ever seen a group of people who purport to be interested in the facts work so hard to make sure nobody can learn any of them, whether it's hiding behind a whistleblower or hiding in the basement, preventing transcripts from coming out. And, and I find it particularly fascinating how gung-ho Schiff was about bringing in this whistleblower to testify until it was reported that he and his staff had actually been coordinating with the whistleblower prior to the filing of his complaint. As soon as that came out, shift, tuck tail and ran, which I think is fascinating. Well, I mean, it's not fascinating. He's corrupt. The whole thing is corrupt. I mean, there's nothing to either of you. And I'll go to you from the legal side, Greg Jarrett. Now, from my perspective, and I'm not the lawyer that you are. But I'm looking at the president. We spent three years trying to get to the bottom of whether or not there was foreign interference in our elections. In other words, Russian interference and collusion with the Trump campaign. We had four investigations that proved otherwise. But we did have Russian interference vis-a-vis the dirty dossier that Hillary Clinton paid for. We know that was used to help Hillary Clinton in the end. Uh, And we also know that Ukraine, we can go to the January 11th, 2017 Politico article that, yeah, defined not only was there election interference, but DNC contractors were meeting at the Ukrainian embassy in D.C. to dig up dirt on Trump and his campaign and that it did have an impact on the race vis-a-vis Paul Manafort. So uh, I would think that Donald Trump is basically fulfilling his oath, his constitutional duty to faithfully execute the laws of the land. Sure. It's under the take care clause of the Constitution. He had every right to make that request. I would argue that it it would be a dereliction of duty if a president didn't ask about uh, a foreign interference in the 2016 election. Uh, Obama allegedly confronted Putin about it. Well, uh, this president was entitled to ask the Ukrainian president about it. If you have any evidence, please turn it over. So it was perfectly uh, correct and logical and sensible for him to do it. Democrats, of course, have latched on to the president's reference to Joe Biden uh, at the end of the conversation, asking Ukraine to look into that. Well, the president had every right to make that request. If an American president is aware of potential corrupt act by an American public official, vice president, um, then then he has a right to say, Ukraine, please look into it and please turn over 
the information. Biden isn't exempt from the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, nor is he exempt or have amnesty from bribery or extortion or any other criminal statute just because he's running for president. You know, I'm watching this whole thing unfold and none of all that was afforded Bill Clinton by Newt Gingrich. None of that is being afforded Donald Trump, is it? No due process whatsoever. I've gone through Cipollone's letter. I've gone through uh, the letter of uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, I've talked to Newt Gingrich. Uh, This inquiry is constitutionally invalid and violates all basic due process rights for a president. Why do you think, Sean Davis, they don't want to have that vote? Why is this all behind closed doors? What are they afraid of and what's really going on here? Well, I think there are two reasons they could be avoiding that vote. The first would be is if Nancy Pelosi simply doesn't have the votes. Now, I I don't think that's the case. I think she has more than enough given the size of her majority. The second reason would be that Nancy Pelosi knows, despite a a bunch of these push and cooked polls showing how wildly popular impeachment is, I think Nancy Pelosi knows that's not true. She knows it's not popular, and she knows that if she forces her own members to walk the plank on this, they may be signing their own political death warrants. Because if this were as popular as many of these polls suggest, you know, uh, vast majorities support impeachment and inquiry, if that were the case, the Democrats would be voting on it every single day. They'd vote it on it in the morning, after lunch, and before dinner. And then they certainly wouldn't be hiding all these proceedings behind closed doors in the basement if the facts were clearly as bad as they say they are. They would be trumpeting them to the world. They would be showing us the transcript, showing us the evidence. And the fact is they're doing the exact opposite. And because they're doing the exact opposite, I have to assume that they're doing so because they know the facts are not helpful to them and that a vote on impeachment is not helpful to them politically either. Well, I don't think it is. But you know what? They kind of jumped out of the airplane. Greg Jarrett, how do they get back to the plane uh, and defy gravity? Now, I've got to imagine that there are some Democrats that are sick and tired of this and know that their political careers are on the line here, because if they do impeach this president, that will be a massive factor in 2020. And I do believe the president's supporters are going to go out in mass because that's when they get to speak. Finally, you know, uh, Schiff and Pelosi apparently think Americans are dumb. They're not. They're quite smart. And they will increasingly come to the realization that a secret proceeding to remove the president is anathema to fundamental fairness and due process. Supreme Court twice has said congressional investigations must incorporate due process, which is why the Nixon case and the Clinton case all embraced bipartisan due process and fairness standards. That has been thrown out the window here. And as a defense attorney, I used to tell my clients, if you have nothing to hide, don't hide. If you have something to hide, let's hide. Prosecution has to find it. Uh, so this secret, super secret proceeding by Adam Schiff, um, he's hiding something. And, and what he is hiding is he doesn't have a basis for impeachment. There really is no evidence. There is 
no quid pro quo, notwithstanding what any diplomat based on hearsay is speculating, uh, nor a whistleblower who was not privy to a conversation and in his complaint got it all wrong. You know, the, the, he's not even a whistleblower under the whistleblower law, as I've repeatedly pointed out. He's not entitled to any protection. And so uh, we know why Adam Schiff doesn't want him called as a witness. That would implicate Schiff's participation in the whistleblower uh, complaint. And as I, I mentioned to you last night on the air, th- that leaves it up to somebody in the Senate to take action. And I would encourage Lindsey Graham, as chairman of the Judiciary Committee, start calling witnesses. Adam Schiff is a fact witness, so is the whistleblower. He doesn't get protection of anonymity because he's not a whistle- whistleblower. All right, Sean Davis, co-founder, Federalist, Greg Jarrett, new bestseller, Witch Hunt, also Fox News legal analyst. All right, I want predictions. Are they going to impeach him? What do you think the scenario is? Then will they convict him under any circumstances in the Senate? And how does it impact his reelect? We'll start with you, Sean. Wow, if you had asked me three months ago, even before all the Ukraine stuff with, with the Mueller thing, I would have said guaranteed they impeach him. But given how this uh, matter has dragged on, how the narrative has really turned on them and how desperate they are to avoid any sort of vote or transparency on the matter, I, I think it's 50-50 shot at best that they impeach him. Um, although I'll tell you, I learned from 2016 to not prognosticate anymore because I'm not particularly good at it. But I think they're scared of uh, they're the dog that's scared of catching the car here on impeachment. I think they I don't think they had the votes when Nancy Pelosi tried to get them to vote. So I'm not sure how to interpret that. Uh, Greg Jarrett, what do you think happens? Well, I agree with Sean. I would say 50-50. This is officially a farce, a, com- a dramatic work of buffoonery and, and lunacy, and the chief lunatics running this nut house of representatives are Pelosi and Schiff. And Americans, I think, will wise up. I think you'll see the polls shift. Democrats don't go to the bathroom without checking the polls first. And the Inspector General report is is really the shoe that I think will drop hard on Democrats and may take the wind out of the sails of their impeachment inquisition, which America, I mean, Americans don't like secrecy. They know it breeds corruption. And this is, you know, super secret. And it's going to boomerang, I think, on Pelosi, Schiff and Democrats. Well, I think it is. And I think the American people see this for the politics that it is. Um, I don't think there's an appetite in the country, but I also think it hurts them as much as, what have you done for the American people except try to impeach Trump from day one? What have you What have you done for the people, Sean Davis? How do they answer that? I don't think they have a good answer, and you you raise a really good point that uh, anytime you do something in Congress, you take on a new major initiative. There's an opportunity cost to it. So if you're going to focus on say Social Security, it means you're not focusing on education. If you're going to focus on uh, Ukraine and impeachment, it means you're not focusing on reducing health care costs or lowering taxes or fixing the job environment or fixing schools or doing all the things that people actually care about on a day-to-day basis. And I think a real problem for Democrats is they've started reading their own press clips. I think they're getting high on their own supply, thinking that everyone is as deranged in Trump hatred as they are, when the reality is most people don't care about politics yeah. day in and day out. They All right, I got to cut it off there. Sean Davis, Greg Jarrett, thank you. When we come back, three of the congressmen that, well, raided the hearing yesterday. They tell us what happened. What is Adam Schiff trying to hide? 
I think that's a question so many people have, so many of my colleagues have, so many people in the press should have, is through those hidden closed doors over there, Adam Schiff is trying to impeach a president of the United States. Voting members of Congress are being denied access from being able to see what's happening behind these closed doors. When watching those Republicans yesterday march, those white guys, those middle-aged, boring, nerdy-looking white guys walk down that steps was pathetic. And I, I challenge all of those guys two and three years from now, because they are living today. Donald Trump is going to be viewed very differently a few years from now. And I can't wait to be doing the campaign of anybody running against those guys to show these pathetic weenies walking down that step like lemmings. There was a 1984 oh, Super Bowl commercial for Apple so where they silly. showed these guys just marching in lockstep. How pathetic. Yeah. And Willie and I were just talking, just as men, how do you go home and look at your wives and look at your children? Well, I think pathetic people. I mean, it just they can't get any sicker than this. What was that guy's name? Uh, Donnie Deutsch. How do you look at your children? Why? Because you're stopping the secret, uh, top secret Soviet style impeachment uh, coup attempt. And you're asking for transparency, just like Democrats. They wanted the, the Mueller report to be transparent. Well, apparently, t- transparency only works in one direction, not two, only one. I, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. Anyway, joining us, two of the guys that were a part of that yesterday, Republican whip. Congressman Steve Scalise, Freedom Caucus member Matt Gates of Florida. Uh, you know, you're getting a reputation, Gates, as being a real troublemaker, which in my book puts you up way higher on the scale than a lot of your colleagues. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't understand why Donnie Deutsch thinks that our race or our gender are relevant to our congressional activity. If, you know, the roles were reversed and someone were to inappropriately say that, oh, well, that was just a bunch of African-American women, the woke left would be like burning Twitter down with their objections and their uh, and their just, you know, renouncement of that. And so I'm just a little sick and tired of that as a way to diminish someone's public service, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, to reference their race and their gender is in, is improper. Now, on the substance of the issue, I'm going to be pretty proud to look into the eyes of my children and grandchildren and say when a bunch of elitists in Washington, D.C. got together in a secret room to try to overturn the results of a presidential cont- contest because their evidence was so bad that they had to do it in private, we stood up for transparency. And by the way, I stood up for that transparency during the Russia investigation when Bob Goodlad and Trey Gowdy were having secret interviews. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. And I'm so grateful that Steve Scalise was able to help marshal, I think, an energy among our colleagues to stand up for principles of due process that we believe in. And if we have greater access to the records and the timelines and the cross-examination, then I think we will be able to contribute in a more meaningful way to the national discussion about the quality of the evidence. But it's very difficult to assess anything about this evidence because Adam Schiff is keeping it secret. And I think that tells us everything we need to know about the true motivations and about the true substance of this total coup attempt. Well, he's corrupt. I mean, that's what he lied to us for three years. He's like the biggest liar in Congress. Now, I offered this corrupt coward Schiff uh, all the airtime he could ever ask for. Three hours of this radio show, an hour on TV. Let's go through a chapter and verse 
Let's go through his uh, conversation with somebody he thinks is a Russian digging up dirt on Donald Trump to impact the race. He's the only idiot on tape doing that. But more importantly, you know, Congressman Scalise, he he wanted the whistleblower to testify. He wanted that whistleblower in the worst way. And he was demanding the whistleblower be able to do so free of any retribution of any kind. And all of a sudden we found out he lied when he said he had not had contact with the whistleblower. We find out his office did have contact. Uh, now he doesn't want the whistleblower to, to come in anymore. And, you know, and I'm hearing behind closed doors, it's been a disaster for the Democrats. Even there, the guy that they thought was blowing this all wide open yesterday, this guy, William Taylor, my sources tell me that John Ratcliffe tore him up. Any truth to that? Well, Sean, that's exactly what I've heard. And of course, none of us can really know because Adam Schiff won't let anybody in the room. Uh, he doesn't release the transcripts. Seventy five percent of the voting members of Congress are not allowed to either be in the room or hear or read the transcripts. Uh, so that's how few people are actually going to be making a decision over impeaching a president. And oh, by the way, all on Adam Schiff's terms. He's the only person in America who can decide which witnesses are called. Uh, if we want to call witnesses like Devin Nunes, Jim Jordan, Mike McCall, they want to call other witnesses and they're not allowed to. And so let Adam Schiff think that he can keep doing this in secret, but we're going to keep calling attention to it because they can't go defend this in public. You know, and, and Donnie Deutsch, you know, God bless the guy. If he if he were ever accused of a crime falsely and then they said the only way that you can prove your innocence is we're going to have a guy in a room only calling his witnesses. You can't even be in the room. Your attorney can't be in the room. And they're going to make all kind of baseless accusations. People who don't even like you will be able to make the accusations. And that'll be the foundation. So how is this going to work? He'd be crying to you and anybody else to let him have some fairness. And yet they want to deny that fairness to Donald Trump. They want to overturn the results of the 2016 election by building a case that only Adam Schiff controls. And then they're going to bring this case of innuendo, false allegations. They leak it to the media. You see how they're doing it. False leaks that are then... Uh, it's overturned. Somebody, uh, somebody finds out that what they said, they had political motivation, political bias, like the whistleblower. Uh, and then that's the foundation for impeaching a president of the United States. This, maybe in the Soviet Union, that's how they do things, but not in the United States of America, Sean. Schiff is compromised. Schiff now is a fact witness in this case. Should be should have to recuse himself, but you're right, and we've gone over all this in detail. Newt Gingrich afforded uh, the Democrats in the House at the time, and then President Bill Clinton. They had a full vote that authorized the impeachment inquiry. Uh, every step along the way, they defined what the scope of the investigation was into and established rules and procedures. Uh, they granted co-equal subpoena power to the chair and ranking members at the committee level. Uh, they also allowed all subpoenas to be subject to a vote of the full committee at the request of the chair or the ranking member. President's counsel had the right to attend all hearings and depositions. The president's counsel had the right to present evidence. The president's counsel had the right to object to uh, admitting certain evidence. The president's counsel had the right to cross-examine and recommend their own witness list, none of which is happening here at all. Uh, which begs the question, so what is their plan with all of this? All of a sudden, they're going to develop their behind-the-scenes secret Soviet Venezuela Cuba-style impeachment and then just file it and have people vote on it? Sean, think well, about Sean, that. Uh, yeah. Yep. In my knows expectation, 
My expectation, Sean, is that you're going to see uh, Adam Schiff write his own report because they were so unsatisfied with the Mueller report. Remember, the Mueller report was supposed to result in Donald Trump's impeachment, but it didn't. And so now they have to go and cook the books. They have to go cheat at the game and write their own partisan report in secret and then unveil that as if it has some sort of divine principle that it can't be questioned. And then that will just be the basis upon everyone can say, well, we've read the Schiff report. Now we're ready to go and vote on impeachment. And they may select out a few witnesses uh, for us to examine, but not the full breadth, not the full development of the case. And the reason they're doing this is because when we had open hearings, when we had Robert Mueller in front of the Judiciary Committee, when we had Corey Lewandowski testify publicly, it was a disaster for Democrats because their facts, their facts weren't any good. There was no reason to impeach the president. And so now they don't want that anymore. They, they've already grabbed the hot stove when it comes to public transparency and public vetting of their allegations. And so they are, they are truly engaging in the type of behavior you would expect from a third world country. What's next, I think, will be the Schiff report. And that's why Whip Scalise and myself and many others are trying to tell the American people in advance, this is going to be a biased product that you cannot trust because such such a, a level of corruption was wrapped around the process of developing. Well, I think at the end of the day, what, what is the recourse you Republicans have? What can you do at this point except show up at these hearings the way you're showing up? And is this something now that you're going to continue? Well, Sean, I think we've got to continue highlighting exactly what they're doing and calling for more people across the country to be paying attention to this because the press is allowing it to happen. That's not a big surprise, but imagine the American press. T- All right. We just lost, I think, Steve uh, Scalise. Go ahead, Congressman uh, uh, Gates. Yeah, I think the point Steve was making is the right one, is that like these members of Congress, especially in districts that Donald Trump won, need to be hearing from their constituents about the promises that those politicians made during their campaigns. Because all over the country, yeah, Democrats elected who said, well, we're not going to just smear the president. We'll work with the president when we agree with him. We care about infrastructure and prescription drugs and health care and, you know, having a rebuilt economy and manufacturing base. But none of that's getting done, right? The USMCA isn't getting voted on. Our National Defense Authorization Act for our troops isn't getting approved because the Democrats have totally become obsessed with Adam Schiff's Star Chamber impeachment, and it has frozen the activity around the Capitol. That is what needs to be told to these members. All right, let's go give the last word to Steve Scalise. Steve. Sean, the Democrats have absolutely no record to go before the voters on, except that they're now the party of impeachment, this witch hunt party. Do you know that they've issued more subpoenas than have been bills that came out of the House that are signed into law? That's their record of performance right now, Sean. They're the subpoena party. Uh, they're not the party that's helping make lives you, better for hard work. Last question. Do you, predict, do, you predict the right they, do you predict they do this? I think they have no Definitely. choice but to try to impeach the president, and they're going to pay a price for it. All right. Thank you both. Matt Gates, Steve Scalise, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, let us say hi to Willie in California. Willie, how are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. First time caller, long time listener. Thank you. Thank you, sir. What's happening? uh, I'm I'm under the impression that if there's an actual impeachment hearing and or trial, that members of Congress, Senate, are no longer actively able to campaign. 
They would have to shut down their campaigns. That would mm-hmm. that involves that Sanders, Pocahontas, uh, Spartacus. I mean, that wipes out half their field. I, I, they have no intentions of doing this. They got no intentions of doing this. I think they actually do. I think their their radical base, which is most of the parties, demanding it. And I think you got some holdouts that are saying, well, you're going to blow up my career because uh, this is a Trump plus 10 district. And you put me in this position. I'm done. Uh, Anyway, thank you, John in Mississippi. What's up, John? How are you? Very good, Sean. Look, my question is, why would anyone show up to these subpoenas? Uh, there's no way I'd be showing up. I mean, the due process in America is out the window. I mean, Republicans need to stand up and say this is absolute pathetic and continue to do what these guys are doing and say, where's the due process? Man, this is unbelievable. This is happening in America. Wake up, people. This is crazy. It is crazy. I'm not dis- disagreeing at all. I will tell you, I they they are pissing everybody off. Everybody can see what this is. Everyone can read the transcript. Everybody knows politics when they see it. Everybody sees that they hate Trump. But the American people aren't blind. And they're now getting sicker and sicker of this. And I'll tell you one thing I'm getting sick of is waiting for the freaking IG report. I'm getting sick of not getting to the bottom of the origins of the Russian witch hunt. And I know that the wheels of justice grind slowly, but it never seems to grind slowly when it's about Democrats. Oh, I'm sorry about Republicans. It only grinds slowly when it's about Republicans. And I know many of you are tired. I, I keep hearing it's coming. I'm sick and tired of saying it. We know what the facts in the case. They're not in dispute. We uncovered all of it with all the corroborating evidence that you'd ever want or need. We know what they did with FISA abuse. We know that we, they rigged Hillary's investigation. We know that they committed premeditated fraud on the FISA court. We know that they were spying on the Trump campaign in a multitude of ways. We know what they did is illegal. So the question is, when are we going to get the full story told to the American people? When is that information coming out? And then here we go again. Now they just, I, I still believe in my heart, probably part of this is a distraction. Why do you think there's this level of madness and intensity that is now rising within the deep state? They know they're going to get hit. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. We don't need any more summaries. We don't need any more spin. We just need to see the words of the report. We need to see the work of the special counsel, period. Here's what's important, is that the public sees the report contemporaneously with the president. He should not be allowed to edit. He should not be allowed to restrict or sanitize. The Mueller report should indeed be made public. We need to see every bit of these underlying uh, documents and the full Mueller report. We need every word of it to be a functioning democracy. The attorney general's comments make it clear that Congress must step in to get the truth and provide full transparency to the American people. We will ask the attorney general to testify before the House Judiciary Committee. We will demand the release of the full report. Oh, they wanted transparency. Did they? Oh, only. That's right. Only if it's Donald Trump. Anyway, news roundup information overload our Sean Hannity show everywhere. We're going to be a functioning democracy. We need to we need to show everything. Here's the great hypocrisy. Nadler, the last voice you heard there uh, when the independent counsel, Ken Starr, came out with 11 specific felonies uh, as it relates to. But then 
President Bill Clinton. He didn't want any of the he didn't want anything out there. Then you got the super secret, you know, behind closed doors, smoke filled rooms, Soviet style, you know, this impeachment coup attempt that they're uh, they're trying. Oh, nothing is now out in the open. Now, Republicans don't usually have much of a a backbone, but I think yesterday was a good start. And that is that if they there have all these witnesses and every one of my sources keeps pointing out they're not giving them what they want. And if it was public, it would probably be over by now. Oh, we got this guy yesterday. We did. And then John Ratcliffe tore him to shreds and debunked everything that was said. And just about every person, with the exception of one yesterday who eventually got on the right page when questioned extensively by Ratcliffe, they don't have anybody saying there's a quid pro quo. But then again, we don't need to hear from any of these people or their interpretation or hearsay whistleblowers or non-whistleblowers whistleblowers because we already know the answer to the question. There was no quid pro quo. Nothing. What I hear in that call with President Zelensky is a president of the United States of America. After three long years of the country being so concerned about foreign interference in our elections, we have a country that we know interfered in our elections on Hillary's behalf, asking if he can get to the bottom of 2016 election interference. And that would be faithfully executing the laws of the country so it doesn't happen again. And if anyone else wants to just say, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory, if any liberal listening to this program wants to explain to me that it's not a problem that Hunter Biden, with no experience in Ukraine, energy, oil or gas, gets paid millions of dollars while his father is in charge of Ukrainian foreign policy and his father that then threatens a billion taxpayer dollars and a shakedown to fire the prosecutor investigating the payment to somebody with no experience. Um, I think if it was Trump, the whole world would act differently. But what do I know? Let's ask Bill O'Reilly. Uh, his brand new book is out. It is called The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. It's on, on bookstores now all across the country in bookstores on Hannity.com, Amazon.com, BillOReilly.com. How are you? Good. I got good news. We're outselling Hillary Clinton. She has a book out, I think, called Gutsy Women in Pantsuits or something. Anyway, the United States of Trump is outselling her. You, know, you, 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 can't, you can't control yourself. You spend an entire career getting in trouble. <laughs> I put you on. Well, and I'm like, how is that going to get me in trouble? Well, yeah, because it's the way the you say it. I mean, oh, good. What? Grief. The book is the Gutsy Woman in Pantsuit, isn't it? I have no I idea. I didn't read the book. I, I have uh, better thing. I read your book, which I liked a lot. And we're out selling. You should be happy. We should be selling. All right. I'm happy. Me. I'm happy. Good. Be- <laughs> Jeez. Um, look, the hypocrisy, it just reeks. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. So let me make two points. Uh, and I'm, and I'm going to get you in trouble again. Are you ready? You ready? To get uh, here trouble? we go. All right. So the competition, MSNBC, right? Who is the biggest Russian collusion people in the country? They were, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. NBC News, Comcast, Russian collusion, let's go, here we go. So, you know what they said the other night? And I don't really watch them, but I I just just was cruising by, and then now they say, um, we can't have a Justice Department investigation into possible corruption by the FBI, CIA, and intelligence communities prior to the 2016 vote. We can't have that. Because that's going to help Donald Trump's campaign. So you got to stop that. You can't have John Durham, oh. the U.S. attorney. You see? You, uh-huh. oh, you, that, that, is there a bigger hypocrisy uh, balloon in the, in the country than that? 
You know, oh my God, did you see this poll today? Because it's almost like we are living in alternative realities here. And I, I'm arguing to be a liberal today. You you have no intellectual honesty. It's gone. You must suspend the fundamental truth that there is something that is objective truth. You have to literally separate yourself, your mind from all reason, all common sense that God gave you. And you just have to put all your hypocrisy aside so that you can believe that this is only a Donald Trump problem because the transcript is there. I don't know how we reconcile it, but the poll today was pretty scary. I don't know if you saw it. Georgetown University Institute of yeah, Politics. Yeah, all right. Nearly 70 percent of Americans believe civil war is imminent. Yeah. And I've said that for months that we were in a, a social civil war. I don't believe we're ever going to be in a shooting civil war, although I do think individual acts of violence are going to happen. But I wrote a, uh, a very astute message of the day on BillOReilly.com. And a message of the day, because I am a simple man, as you know, is a very simple one. If abuse of power is now going to be the standard for impeachment, every single president since George Washington could have been impeached. Everyone. And then I give examples like John F. Kennedy, Bay of Pigs. He did not consult with Congress, did not consult with anybody. It was a disaster. Fidel Castro got onto it, and Kennedy was embarrassed, could have been impeached. Lyndon Johnson misled the country about Vietnam, all right? Consciously misled the country. 56 American 56,000 Americans killed. 58, Bill. 58,000 58, kids we lost. And, and hundreds of thousands of wounded, and then Agent Orange and all that. Abraham Lincoln could have been impeached had he lived because he suspended habeas corpus during the Civil War without congressional approval. That meant that authorities in the Union could come into your house, arrest you, no lawyer, detain you for as long as they wanted, no habeas corpus. Lincoln did it. Could have been impeached. Every single president under the abuse of power tenet would have been put up there for the Trump situation. And that is the truth. There is no denying it. And if you go down this road, and the president himself has pointed this out, if you allow this, no president will be safe from impeachment from now on. Well, I think we're at that point. I really do. I mean, and I, I look, I'm, I think they've already jumped out of the plane. I think the odds are very high, even though they're not getting what they want. The idea I'm that not these so sure. I'm uh, look, not I'm not so sure. Look, we know that Nancy tried. My she sources tried told me that there failed. were anywhere from 27 to 33 Democrats that said no. Okay, but, but this is the thing, Hannity. Here's the thing. If she goes ahead with formal impeachment, that means there will be cross-examination, subpoenas, and everything else. You will find out, because you and I know this to be true. Hannity and I have secret sources, by the way. They're like Irish guys. We know this to be true, that the original whistleblower is deeply embedded in the Democratic Party. Deeply embedded. All true. All right. Okay. So that person would have to be subpoenaed, and everybody would know that this started as a partisan political play. We also, uh, the, the president's lawyers, okay, would be able to tear Adam Schiff apart because Schiff colluded with the original whistleblower, kept the information away. When he was required to report it to Congress, it did not. You could you could mount a criminal case against Schiff. So I'm not so sure that these people are going to go down that formal impeachment road, knowing that there's a lot of unintended consequences that are going to happen. 
Look, it's dividing the country now. But if you look at it objectively, I think people vote in elections. Uh, George Will said it for decades, peace and prosperity. So now we've had over three years impeach, 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 impeach. I have they started two days after Donald Trump was elected. They did it all through 2017, 2018. Uh, They didn't get what they wanted with the Mueller report or the FBI investigation or the House Intel investigation or the bipartisan Senate investigation, for that matter. So now they look at this letter. Bill O'Reilly, I've read this thing a hundred times. Is there anything in there to you that is shaky, that is questionable Or do you see it as I do, which is the president is asking, rightly so, his counterpart to get to the bottom of their involvement, which even Politico wrote uh, wrote about in terms of election interference as they tried to help Hillary in 2016? Look, you read The United States of Trump. And in that book, it is quite clear in my interviews with President Trump that he is obsessed. And that is the right word obsessed with uncovering what he believes is corruption inside the Obama administration designed to make him lose and then even after he won, destroy his presidency. Donald Trump is obsessed with getting that out to the American public. That's why he called Ukraine. That's why the conversation took place. Now, I can't read the man's mind. Is there an ancillary thing that, gee, maybe I can hurt Joe Biden because he's part of that corrupt train? Could be. But even if there is, so what? If Biden is involved in trying to subvert the Trump campaign, and he might be, John Dora might find that out. Okay, the president certainly has a right to try to expose that. That's why he's not going to be convicted of anything, because he has a constitutional right as the chief law enforcement officer of America to uncover corruption, whether it's in Indianapolis or in Ukraine, wherever it is on the planet. Why do do you think? Let me ask you a a follow up to this. Why we have Biden on tape leveraging a billion U.S. Do- tax dollars. And right. he says, you, you, you got six hours. Fire, fire the son of a bee. They fired him. Then you got Hunter. You have any experience in Ukraine? No. Any experience in oil? No. Gas? No. Energy? No. China? No. Private equity? No. Well, why did they pay him millions and millions of dollars? Why, Bill? Access. Everybody knows they paid access to Hunter. So then why does money. every media outlet call it a conspiracy theory? Because if Trump did it, you know and I know there'd be well, holy hell. Worse than that. You know, in a debate, and I'll remind your listeners of this, they know it, you've pointed it out five times, um, the CNN moderator says, oh, we know uh, uh, you and your son, Hunter, didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, what? No. what? I mean, I'm look, the fix is in. Everybody knows the fix is in. Everybody knows the media has destroyed itself and are not going to give Donald Trump a fair shake. What has to happen going forward, though, is that we need the Justice Department to step up. We need the Horowitz report as soon as possible. And we need Durham to, in the spring, deliver a methodical fact-based report about corruption in the 2016 election. And it may well implicate the Obama administration. Loretta Lynch, the attorney general on the tarmac with Bill Clinton. There's a whole and that's what this is all about, because the New York Times and The Washington Post fear 
that if it's exposed that the Obama administration tried to derail Trump and then destroy his presidency, he'll win re-election. So All right, I got to take a break. First. All right, Bill O'Reilly is with us. Uh, his brand new book is doing very, very well, and uh, we're really proud of you, Bill. New book is called, by the way, The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. Uh, BillOReilly.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. All right, your call's coming up uh, in the next half hour. Final moments, Bill O'Reilly with us. Uh, BillOReilly.com, his brand new book is uh, really flying off the charts. It's called The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. All right. Do you see this where they do impeach him? You're skeptical if that happens. I, I I vacillate a little myself. But let's say they jumped out of the plane. They're going to impeach this guy no matter what. And he's not going to get convicted. Is the ultimate revenge then his reelection? And do you believe it helps him in the end? He believes it. What I'm Donald asking Trump what you think. What, know, do you believe it? It, it? it depends on how much evidence comes forth from now on. If it's this, just this, then it'll help Trump. But it's always possible that other stuff will emerge. So, you know, the best thing for Donald Trump would be for this thing to go away tomorrow. But he believes that it's going to lead him to um, reelection because he's going to campaign on these people don't do anything. They don't do anything to help the country. All they want to do is destroy me and negate your vote. There's one last thing, though. The Pfizer report's coming. The Durham bar reports coming. Yeah, all the stuff that we've reported, we already know it's factual. So I can see all of that playing a part in it. But all right, Bill O'Reilly, uh, BillOReilly.com, bookstores everywhere. United States of Trump. Thanks so much for being with us. Always fun, Sean. Thanks for having me. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break. Right back. And we will continue. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. So, Linda, I'm going to, as you know, Linda's voice is shot today, so she's just going to nod, and I'll just give you the I don't have to nod. I just do my sexy demean more, that's all. Uh, You know, that actually, she does have that rasp in her voice. You're right. Uh, I mean, I wish Um, I was born with it as opposed to being ill, but, you know. Listen, you're you're running too hard. I'm telling you, take a couple of days off. I I, I know when when I get like this. Yeah, pot, meat, kettle, exactly Exactly right. right. Uh, all right. So I had never heard of this convention, Politicon. All right. But I had no idea how big this thing is. A very so, big deal. Right. So we just said James Comey have the right to remain silent. That's what made me think of it. And by the way, there's 9000 guests going this weekend in Nashville, Tennessee. And I love Nashville. And I'm going to be there Saturday from five to six debating James Carville. And I've used to debate, I, when I was on the road, I've debated Carville a number of times. As a matter of fact, one of the last times I debated him was in Long Island against, uh, and, and the moderator was Tim Russert. And sadly, he passed away not long after that. We had a, the three of us had a rip-roaring time. I once, in, I once debated him in Alabama before, like, the national championship game. Nobody wanted to talk politics, and he loves college football. Big LSU fan. And so after I tried to, like, debate in five or ten minutes, I said, all right, well, forget it. I, I'm getting paid to be here. I'm just I'll sit down and enjoy the debate. He's debating himself and he did a great job. Um, but he's a total pro. Anyway, it's supposed to be this big bipartisan convention and I, Comey is going to be there. And then the crazy knucklehead uh, and nut Al Franken is going to be there. Well, Sarah Sanders will be there, too. And by the way, I guess 
You can get tickets available, hopefully, at the door if it's still open. Anyways, I'll be there Saturday, 5 to 6. Um, I'm actually bringing a bunch of friends of mine because they want to be entertained by the whole thing. Uh, what do you think? Oh, I'll be there. Yeah, okay. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number if you want to be a part of the program. All right, let's get to our busy telephones here. Let's say hi to Robert in California. Robert, hi. How are you? Glad you called. How you doing, Sean? I'm a big fan of yours. I got a question for you. You had Lindsey Graham on your uh, box program the other night. Lindsey Graham has made all kinds of proclamations about opening up investigations, and to date, he has done absolutely nothing. My question to you, Sean, is when are you going to call him out? and say, hey, it's time to either fish. Well, I think Lindsey Graham put out an awesome letter yesterday. I mean, and we broke it on our show. And I'm, I think Lindsey Graham is waiting for the IG report. He's been very clear. He is going to give the Inspector General Horowitz all the time he needs to explain in every minute detail what happened, what he discovered, this long investigation into FISA abuse. And we also know that the scope of his investigation even goes beyond that. So from my perspective is I think he's doing the right thing on that. It's not in his control when it finally gets released. I think what we have going on behind the scenes is a big, huge fight. And the fight is between the deep state and those that want justice and the deep state that says, no, you can't put this in there because of national security. No, you can't put this. So at the end of the day, I believe it's going to be the attorney general's decision and the attorney general, I think, should be transparent. And I'm sure all those Democrats that wanted the full Mueller report will be screaming for the full inspector general report unredacted. I doubt it, but yeah, we'll right. see. Um, but, sure. you know, I thought what he did yesterday, I think what he did in his letter was brilliant. Yeah, but Sean, he could have been right now. He could have been opening a, a counter investigation to what the Democrats are doing and having to help publicly and make total buffoons out of these guys. And I think he should have done that. I really do. I think they should have opened the counterintelligence, exactly interview the same people, but have it have it like you know, on, so the public could see it and all the transcripts available and put put Schiff in his uh, you know in his whole conspiracy theory of Trump to bed once and for all, and then just embarrass these guys. Giving these guys, you know, just sitting back and waiting for a report. You know, Sean, we've been waiting for this report since May. You know what I'm saying? I am as frustrated as you are. Trust me, I I am beyond (laughs) frustrated at this point. The only thing I can tell you, and I spent the day in Washington on Monday, and when I was there, I met with a lot of people, and I talked to a lot of people. And it's now it's it's done. We're going to get this, I think, in the next week or two. If if not, I'm going to burst a blood vessel. And what I'm told from people that I think should know is that everything that we've reported is absolutely positively a thousand percent dead on uh, accurate, period. And I think it'll shock the conscience of a nation. And also the media mob has no idea what's about to hit them because they missed one of the biggest stories of corruption and abuse of power in their lifetime. But I understand your frustration, Robert. I share it. Isabel, Florida, next Sean Hannity show. What's going on? Hey, Sean, you're our family hero, one of our heroes. Oh, thank you. We love you and what you do. But, uh, you know, I get so frustrated because I'm wondering why don't the Republicans leak out just like the other side is leaking out the lies, why don't we leak out the ones that are in there, the Republicans that are in there? Well, we know certain things happen. For example, they were all hyped up and jacked up yesterday, and they kept going out there saying, oh, this was devastating yesterday in Ukraine. You, everybody missed it. 
And they start talking about this person, Taylor, uh, William Taylor. Well, the problem is William Taylor and they released the part that they liked about his statement, but they didn't release the exchange with John Ratcliffe because John Hi. Ratcliffe, I was told by numerous people, tore him up and it was a beatdown by the time it was all done. And just and every other witness, and Sonderland, by the way, also came out and said, no, what this guy, Taylor, William Taylor is saying is false. So now you got two separate accounts. The only problem is the account of Sonderland is the same account that everybody else gave, which is there was no quid pro quo. Now, we don't even need their take on whether it was a quid pro quo because we got the transcript. The transcript mm -hmm. couldn't be any more clear. Everybody seemed to want to know if there was foreign election interference in 2020, but they ignored the dirty Russian dossier. They ignored that. Just like they ignore anything about any Republican. The, the, I believe, but I don't want to believe the woman that accuses the Democratic lieutenant governor. This is beyond hyperpartisan. This is destructive towards the country. They are hurting the country when they do this. And it's not going to end well for anybody. If they're going to impeach a president over doing his job, there's, there will be no end to this madness. And I'll tell you, it is it, this in itself is abusing power. Uh, but the at the end of the day, here's one bit of really good news. Say, let's say they impeach him. Let's say they go through with it. They jumped out of the airplane. They can't climb back in and they're going to twist and turn and bust every arm of every caucus member of the Democratic Party. And you better do this for your party, blah, 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 even if they don't want to do it. See if any of them are strong enough to tell them to pound sand. And well, what's next? Then you, you probably I could see a scenario and we shouldn't have a trial in the Senate. It is an illegal inquiry. It is an unconstitutional inquiry. You know, the letter that Pat Cipollone wrote was just dead on accurate. It is invalid. They never voted on it. Basic due process rights, separation of power. It's all been denied. And I think for the the Republicans in the Senate, you know, to I'll even allow this invalid impeach, impeachment inquiry to go forward, the sham inquiry, you know, because they want to reverse the 2016 election. That We've got a year to go. Why don't they try and win at the ballot box? They know they can't, but they're trying to dirty the waters now for 2020 you know th this has never happened in modern times there's zero due process everything is secret this is venezuelan you know fidel castro cuba former soviet union secrecy here and where i'm told by everybody that i know that is a credible source it is blowing up in their faces every single person that they bring in that room so there's a reason they don't want transparency. I thought they wanted transparency. They don't want transparency. They want to hide it. And they want to take a few nuggets and leak it to the media so they can build up their poll numbers. But eventually, it's all going to have to come out in the open. They want to do this, then they're going to have to bring this out to the American people. And if they play this level of political gamesmanship and they deny due process, well, we, at least in the end, we get the say. And we get to vote in November of 2020. And I'm going to predict, and I hope I'm right, that every single American that finds this, this process corrupt and disgusting and what they're doing to the country and how they do nothing to help the American people, I hope everybody wakes up to the fact that, you know what, 
You, they should be taken to task for this. The best thing we can do is send them packing and see if we can get people that actually care about safety, security, peace and prosperity for the country. Uh, Michelle, Wisconsin, the all important swing state, Wisconsin. What's going on, Michelle? How are you? Hey, it's an honor to speak with you. Uh, you give me hope for the future because it's pretty scary out there. Pretty scary um, in this. Uh, you don't want to be in the sewer where we are every day. I'll tell you that. No, it's it's not. It's it's. Um, I find myself having to explain a lot um, to my kids and to people who will actually listen and who want to have a discussion. And I found a way of comparing the politics as they're going on today. And I want to get your opinion on it. And I think this swamp is like a restaurant and there's a dress code. You can't get in without a reservation and it's not open to the public. Um, the politicians are Democrats and um, Republicans who both are regulars at this restaurant. And um, the workers are the government agencies, the departments and mainstream media. They're the people who work there. Um, the guests come in, they order off the menu, which is political flavor favors. So the left is never going to call out Joe Biden for being a regular at this restaurant because they're all vying for a position to get the VIP table in the back room with even more menu options. And um, my senator is Ron Johnson, and I don't think he's he dines at Le Swamp, but he probably has friends who do. And this is why I think it's a really sensitive issue in politics in general. And Trump is like the health department. He knows the rats and the toxic menu and they want to keep him out. Listen, there, there are Republicans swamp creatures also. I'm, listen, yeah. a lot of these Republicans don't have a backbone to their name. They, you know, their knees buckle. They like being called Senator and Congressman and the perceived power that they have. Um, the, the the American people knew what they were getting with Donald Trump. Here's another thing that they're not factoring in. The American people have grown accustomed to his style. Nobody expects that Donald Trump is ever going to act like the establishment president or the way past presidents we thought should act. He's his own man. He brings that combative New York, successful, hard-driving style with him. I think one of the reasons he's been so successful in getting his agenda items passed is because he's not he's not part of this group. He doesn't really even, I'm sure, like these people. I certainly don't. That's why I've never been to a Washington Correspondents Dinner. I love when they have the Washington Correspondents Dinners. He ends up going to a rally and meets with the American people. I like that a lot. It speaks volumes about who he is. The people showing up at his rallies, who are they? They're the people that make this country great. They're the people that deserve better wages. They're the people that need to be protected from unfair trade practices of China. Look at Wisconsin. Farmers and dairy farmers in, in Wisconsin, they're going to do a hell of a lot better based on this mini new trade deal with China. President's fighting for the rest of the deal, just like he fought for the border wall money, just like he has to go it alone. And he himself had to had to literally do the heavy lift of just getting rid of the individual mandate of Obama's health care. Uh, but then he gave us the largest tax cuts, the, the originalist justices and the ending of burdensome regulation and energy independence. I mean, this is all his heavy lift. It's not like he has a lot of Republicans helping him. And it's sad that this is what our government has devolved into. You know, I'm a registered conservative, but I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, you got like a watered down Republican Party. Then you got a president that just fights you know, he's he's levels and levels ahead of them. Talk about playing chess on one level while they're playing, I don't know, dice and checkers on the other level. All we want is somebody that's going to serve the people. 
Get the job done that you said you get done. And I think he'll benefit from that. And if they do this to him out of their rage and anger, I think there'll be a price to pay at the polls. I certainly hope so. To wrap things up for today, all right, we are loaded, loaded up tonight on Hannity as we now get to the bottom of the Venezuelan, Cuban, uh, former Soviet Union impeachment coup attempt. The great one, Mark Levin, is going to break down the history and the law behind this that nobody else in the media can or will do. Eric Trump will weigh in on the continuing witch hunt against his family and his father. We also have Tulsi Gabbard will join us. Uh, Democratic candidate. Oh, she is being groomed to be a Soviet agent, says Hillary Clinton. Really? Unbelievable. Dan Bongino, Geraldo Rivera, the latest out of Washington. All the updates you need to know about the secret Soviet Union style impeachment coup attempt and the media, the willing accomplices every step of the way. All coming up. 9 Eastern tonight on Hannity. Set your DVR. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you tonight back here tomorrow.